Welcome into another edition of The Word with G right here on blogtalkradio.com, WRSP Radio, WRSP Sports, where you sit back and listen and let me explain. You may be wondering who I am. I'm the host, Greg Larnard. I'll be with you uh, right up until game time here on Blog Talk Radio on The Word with G. That's right. We're doing a fantasy football edition right here for you, you fantasy football players, you fantasy football nuts. We have a great show planned. We're going to talk a lot about the inactive, the active players that you know you should look to play this week, players that maybe you should avoid uh, in your fantasy football lineups. We're getting your fantasy football lineups right here on the one with G on blogtalkradio.com, WRSP Radio as well. And, of course, you can always give us a call. It is 516-387-1417. We'll be talking fantasy football all hour long. Or if you want to just throw some New York sports or any sports in, in there, you want to talk about the Cubbies winning the World Series, I will touch on that as well because, I mean, you have to touch on that. You just have to. But anyways, we have ourselves a special guest, and she is actually holding on the line right now. And her name, Jessica Kleinschmidt. She's of fanvice.com. Author there. She does great stuff fantasy football wise. You saw her for FanDuel as well. Jessica, thank you and welcome to the Word with G. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How's your morning going? I guess it's it's just hitting noon for you. So I'm still waking up. It's that's right. Yes, for you, those of you who are unaware, Jessica is actually on the West Coast. She's got the Pacific time. So it's what is it, nine o'clock there? It's 9 o'clock. I've been up for a few hours. I was putting some lineups together, helping people with last-minute fantasy advice. I've been up for a while. There you go. And and hopefully we'll be able to do the same here on uh, blogtalkradio.com as well. So I was looking over the inactive list for today, and it, it mm-hmm. doesn't look too bad. I mean, we have, a, we have a tough bye week with a lot of players out but that also opens up a lot of opportunity for other players to step through. And a couple just notable ones right off the top, Ben Roethlisberger, he will be active and he is going to Uh start, uh, Jessica. But how much faith do you have in this guy uh, playing against the Baltimore Ravens, no less, in uh, this divisional matchup? Well, a fun fact, I'm a huge Baltimore Ravens fan. I was born in Baltimore. Oh, you are. I know this matchup very well. It's one of the biggest rivalries, not just in football, but in sports altogether. It's, you know, the Yankees versus the Red Sox of the NFL world. So I'm obviously very much into it. Now, it's weird. With with Ben Roethlisberger, and when it comes to a DFS perspective, I get a lot of heat saying, like, well, the home and road splits don't really matter. But when it comes to this point of the season, the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is kind of coming back from injury, the home and road splits are actually a big deal in this specific matchup. So I don't like him as a quarterback necessarily in this matchup from a DFS perspective, but I do like some of the guys on the Steelers. Now, don't get me wrong, I do – like in, in Big Ben at home is just ridiculous. If you ever have an opportunity to give him the start at home, always say I always say yes. I always go all in on him. But when it's on the road, a b you're playing at MNT against one of the biggest rivalries in this division. It's just a heated rivalry going up against Mike Wallace. So there's a storyline there. So many storylines with these two teams coming back from injury, like I mentioned. I don't have a lot of faith in him from a fantasy perspective in this matchup. Yeah, and of course, and if you're looking uh, DFS wise. He is currently up there at 7,500, so probably not worth the play. Like you said, a tough divisional opponent, and that's that's interesting. I didn't know you were a Ravens fan, so that was you know perfect one to lead off right off the bat. And I'm sure you're hoping he doesn't do well. I mean, it's a, it's a love hate thing. I, I I mean, I appreciate the guy, and obviously, there's a lot of history with him as far as like off the field issues. But you know, I mean, when you're I, I'm in my like fifth year of doing fantasy sports, it's like your your fandom kind of tones down a little bit. Um, but these when these two teams go up against each other, it doesn't matter if you like the sport of football or not. You sit and you watch. But if you're if you're going to be on a Fanduel quarterback type of scenario, pay 500 extra bucks for luck going up against the Packers this week. So I would skip you know as far as Roethlisberger goes. But beyond that, I totally get where where the the storyline the you get a little excited with this matchup. But I don't 
I just don't love it. However, I do think that he's going to be, you know, throwing the ball a lot to, of course, Le'Veon Bell. That's the guy he goes to. Antonio Brown, he's going to be tossing the ball to. I even like Sammy Coates this week. So, I, But when it comes to that quarterback, it's just I like the stack option for the offense. Obviously, if you're going to have Antonio Brown on your team, you have to be able to afford it. But I don't think Roethlisberger is a good thing, especially coming back from injury in and of itself. That's always a big, you know, red flag for me. So we'll see what happens. But. Uh, you know, as far as a fan perspective, it's just going to be a great game all around. Well, you mentioned Antonio Brown, and he is the second highest uh, fantasy football player in DFS today on FanDuel at 8700 Is he worth that top dollar today? Uh, obviously, with Ben Roethlisberger, he's a little banged up. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen there, but he is going to be throwing the ball, like you said, probably more times than not. Do you think Antonio Brown's worth the money today? I absolutely do. And he's actually dropped in price by $600, which Antonio Brown money, this is actually very much a steal when it comes to Antonio Brown. But I've noticed overall this week, they're, and I'm a huge tight end girl. Like I love talking about tight ends. They're probably my favorite position to talk about in DFS. But this week, there aren't a lot of sexy quarterbacks um, number-wise, and there aren't a lot of sexy tight end name-wise as well. So if you want to go all in on Antonio Brown at that wide receiver position, it would be difficult for me to talk you out of that. Obviously, the matchup is, is – the opponent rating isn't great. But beyond that, his numbers are through the roof. So much ceiling, so much floor, so much plus or minus. The median projections almost 100. And obviously, if you're in a long-term value or season-long player, he's always a go-to for me. So if you want to go all in on him, I don't I – don't, think I could ever talk you out of it because like him and Ben are like the Dennis Pitta and the the Joe Flacco of of, as far as that bromance goes they just work so well together they connect so well so if you want to spend the top dollar on Antonio Brown I couldn't really talk you out of it and of course without Heath Miller there as well in that offense he's even more reliant on Antonio Brown and I'm sure you know all about that as well Mm -hmm. yep absolutely so, all right, let's let's dive into the quarterback pool. And, again, we're talking with Jessica Kleinschmidt of FanVice, and she's uh, breaking down some fantasy football, some daily fantasy football here on The Word with G on blogtalkradio.com, WRSP Radio, WRSP Sports. And now, obviously, we have Aaron Rodgers as the consensus number one, and I am a huge Green Bay Packer fan, so I love that. I think he's got a very cake matchup. So I'm not even going to uh, ask about that because I think, uh, from my perspective, I think you would – if you unless you disagree with me, he, he he's probably worth spending the money on today. I know it's and, and you know a lot of the guys from Fanvice earlier are calling him. He's just like such a, a darn good quarterback. It's hard for me to talk you out of it. And I'm and I'm my favorite quarterback of all time. I mean, not of all time is is Andrew Luck. So even in this matchup, I'm like, eh, I would go away from Andrew Luck and definitely give the Aaron Rodgers scenario a start. Cause, and he's worth the money too. He's I mean he's expensive, but he's always going to be worth it. And and him and Jordy Nelson together, I really think they're going to make some noise this time around. So I completely agree. Who's um, a quarterback that you were kind of down on that that's might be worth a lot, but you don't think is going to give you that, that top value that you'd, pay, you'd be paying for in Daily Fantasy today? Well, okay, so th- I'm not going to necessarily bash on him, but a lot of people have been asking me about Matt Stafford. And, th- and, and the reason why is, I mean, this matchup, people are going to be like, oh, okay, well, he's going up against the Minnesota Vikings. That's a huge no-no. Not necessarily. If you're a season-long person, I could. he hasn't been bad, um, so I definitely don't hate that scenario. But if you're looking at a stack option, um, I think Riddick is going to do very, very well. And the reason why Riddick and Stafford are somewhat intriguing to me is because of the fact that people aren't going to see this as a chalky play by any means. So they're going to be trying to go way away from these two, but that's what almost makes it intriguing, you know. So they're obviously going to be low-owned. I don't necessarily hate Matt Stafford in a certain scenario, but people are constantly asking about him, and he's a very, very cheap option. So people, of course, are going to be um, curious about him. Um, but the one guy that I'm definitely concerned about this week is going to be Drew Brees. Um, and, and that's not necessarily because of the matchup. I just I feel like constantly, time after time, he's just dropping. His salary change didn't drop. He just hasn't been consistent, and that's what makes me nervous. This really doesn't have a lot to do with the matchup, I, but I don't think he's going to you know, run all over um, San Francisco by any means. Um, but he's just not consistent. His floor is very, very low. His bargain rating isn't there. He, if he was any cheaper, I would say go in, all in on him. But I think that the pricing on Fandle at $8,600 is just a little bit too far-fetched for me. I think they're giving him too much of the benefit of the doubt. I don't see him performing very well in this matchup. 
Maybe if the Saints were at home, you could you could almost see going in on Drew Brees. But on the road at San Francisco, I know they're not a great team. Um, but, yeah, it, it, he's a little bit high. If he was at home, maybe this would make a little bit more sense. I totally agree. I mean, obviously, he's played at home for what he's in his like millionth year of, of NFL play. So I really see that. I really see him doing, you know. But playing at San Francisco, it's not like it's a situation where it's a it's a football, you know, ballpark figure type of scenario. That doesn't really happen that much, and as much as it does in baseball. But it's definitely um, a scenario too. But I definitely like Colin Kaepernick on the flip side this week. Do you? You're a Colin Kaepernick fan this week? Okay, so I'm. We both went. Give me the breakdown on him. Okay, well, I don't have a huge breakdown. I'm not like going above and beyond. Like he's, yeah, he's a he's a cash game play for me. He's not a tournament play for me. But I think enough time has gone by where people are like, okay, well, he came back. I don't go all in on somebody that that returns for the first time. Very rarely will I do that. So it's enough games have gone by where I'm like, okay, okay, type of scenario. I don't hate it too much. But a lot of people are asking, and and it's like the two things. It's you know, like week after week, it was okay. How let's compare Carson Wentz to Dak Prescott. This week's scenario is let's compare Matt Stafford to Colin Kaepernick. And for some reason, people are asking that, and it's a stupid question because it's obviously Colin Kaepernick without, without question. The thing I like about him is, is this opponent rating is through the damn roof. And the reason why is because the Saints D is just terrible. So that's definitely going to help him in his aspect. Uh, and the ceiling's up there everything like that. Like I said, enough time has gone by where he's no longer the guy kneeling on his knee. He's finally becoming a quarterback again. So I think he's finally going to perform. And uh, the the money that you're going to be spending on him is almost non-existent, 7,200 on FanDuel. And it's going to be the same price across the industry. And of course, um, people are a little bit worried because Carlos Hyde is out. And I really, I loved Hyde from, you know, the beginning of the season. So that could worry some people. But like I said, that could also make it tempting because people are going to be so far away from this matchup that that almost makes it more intriguing. That's the beauty of, of DFS. There's a lot of psychological mess with people kind of scenarios that I absolutely adore. So I could see him doing something special. I don't think he's going to give you 45 fantasy points, but I can definitely see Colin Kaepernick doing something pretty great against this really awful Saints defense. So if you're going to ask me about a guy who's cheap, who may may surprise you, and you're going to compare him, you know, do I do him over Matt Stafford? I would always say yes to Colin Kaepernick in that in those two scenarios. Okay, yeah, I like that as a uh, as a value guy in, in, in Colin Kaepernick. Now, before we move on to the running back position, let me ask you about two different quarterbacks here. that I'm, I'm intrigued about this week because I love this guy, and, and he's the first one I'll ask you about. I love this guy. I've been high on him since the beginning of the year. I have him on, a, I believe, two of my, my season-long teams. Derek Carr, he's, he's been great. He put up 513 yards uh, last week, but he's going up against a Denver defense, granted without Akeem Tlaib and a banged-up Amari Cooper. Do you think he's worth it in, in daily fantasy today? I mean, he's, they're, they're at home. He's probably going to have to be throwing the ball a lot because uh, we know Oakland's defense isn't great, but he's also worth $7,700 on FanDuel. I would have people proceed with caution in this scenario. And usually I would just – because the opponent rating is disgusting. It's like a, it's not even to 20 in this scenario because it is that Denver defense. And I feel like the Denver defense, don't get me wrong, it's it's pretty great. But at the same time, I think it's a little bit exaggerated. Um, and, and Derek Carr was my favorite DFS quarterback last season. And I don't think that's necessarily – coming through this time around he's so respected in the bay area and he's done a phenomenal job and i do agree he's going to be throwing the ball quite a bit but he's throwing the ball yeah at home but he's also throwing the ball at home against a denver defense who doesn't mess around as far as the passing game goes so i i don't think people need to get too much into it i think he does connect well with of course uh, latavius murray but at the same time like you mentioned he's going to be throwing the ball a lot but I still don't – I'm not always in on Amari Cooper, and, and that's just something that I'm not always going to be, you know, pumped about. And if you're looking for a bargain rating pers- perspective, Amari Cooper certainly is affordable, but these two together, I, I can't have people do it. Maybe a cash game play. Certainly stay away from him from a tournament scenario, um, but certainly a, a cash game play is always in, in effect for me. But it's really hard for me to say yes against that. And, I mean, you know, same with um, Steve Smith Sr. He's coming back today, and I'm a huge Ravens fan, and everybody keeps asking me, like, oh, hey, should I play him? No, no, just don't do it. It's hard It's hard for me to say no because he's only $5,500 um, at, at that wide receiver position. But 
it, you know, sometimes you just got to chill a little bit. I, I understand. I respect him as a quarterback, but going up against a Denver defense, it's really hard for me to, for anybody to talk me into it. Yeah, sometimes you just got to, you know, you got to go with the matchup. And you can't overthink it. You can't get too cute to say, hey, he's going up against a good defense. Let's not play him this week. Let's avoid him. I was actually, and I quote my season-long leagues, I was thinking about if I had a better option to sit him, but I just don't. So I'm, I'm going to go with him this week and, and hope for the best and hope the rest of my lineup kind of does its job. But one more guy before we get off quarterbacks I wanted to ask you about who I'm a little intrigued about is Marcus Mariota. He's worth 76000 so right below Derek Carr. He seemingly has a good matchup against the banged-up secondary in San Diego. Do you like Marcus Mariota today? He hasn't shown anything great, but he's been a little bit better over the last couple of games. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like every week after week I'm always – I'm always talking about Marcus Mariota. I even, you know, it's hard for me not to. And, and that mainly has to do with his price point. Um, he's always at a really solid bargain rating in that. Um, but this week, this week, it's it's not necessarily a, a scenario. And I think that is because of the fact that um, you have Murray on your team, and, and that's usually a, a good matchup. But Murray's $8,100 on Fandle. So if you're going to do a stack option with them, just really make sure you have the money to afford it. That kind of goes without saying. But I always have Mariota in the back of my mind. Um, I, but in going up against the San Diego Chargers, it's always kind of a question mark for me. It's the San Diego Chargers, right? I mean, every San Diego team known to man has kind of just been there. They're not real, and that's across the industry, across all the sports. Don't get me wrong. I really respect the San Diego, you know, scenario, but it's really difficult for me as far as city to be taken seriously as far as an athletic type of city. And that has to do with the economic and that's a totally different pot, the totally different radio spot. Um, but when it comes to this scenario, yeah, I could see Mariota being a scenario, but he's very much, if a cash game play for me, a GPP play for me, not a tournament quarterback, especially in this week. So very intriguing, very intriguing, hardworking guy. No BS with him, so he's always in the back of my mind. But in this matchup, I don't really like it. Um, the, the opponent rating isn't necessarily bad. It's not like a Denver defense type of scenario. But the projected ceiling certainly intrigues me. And um, but beyond that, you know, it's hard for me to say. Yeah, definitely not a consistency quarterback. He's not a guy that I would like in a season-long scenario. But every now and then for a DFS play, yeah, he, he definitely pops up on my radar. Yeah, I was actually – he was one of the guys I was thinking about streaming in for – Derek Carr to put him in there, but at the end of the day, I stuck with Derek Carr over Marcus Mariota. Good decision, bad decision. What do you think? It was definitely a good decision, and especially if you're coming from a season-long perspective, you have him on your season. You have Carr on your season-long team, right? Exactly. Yeah, I've got Carr on my season-long team. I was thinking about picking up Marcus Mariota to kind of just play in this week because I felt like he had a little bit better of a matchup uh, opposed to Derek Carr. But I ended up. I, I think I'm going to stick with Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, for a season-long perspective, I love Derek Carr as a season-long quarterback. He's actually relatively um, consistent, and especially coming off really hot season last season. And and he's they're looking at him being the franchise, you know, he's the franchise quarterback, and that's phenomenal for a for a an Oakland Raiders based or fan base. It's it's difficult. To, I would never see Carr as that type of of a franchise quarterback, but they adore him. They love him, and he's just he works so hard. So from a season-long perspective, I definitely think he made the right decision. Yeah, they're uh, they're thinking about. I just read today they're thinking about extending him long term to a, a kind of an Andrew Luck deal, 123 million dollars, right around uh, that that area, that airspace, I guess you could say. And, and again, we're on uh, the Blog Talk Radio with Jessica Kleinschmidt. I'm your host, Greg Longer. She's a fan advice, and she's giving you a little fantasy football advice here on uh, the daily fantasy perspective. Now let's move to the running back. We spent enough time on those pretty boy quarterbacks. Let's uh, <laughs> let, let, give me a give me a guy who will be worth the value today there's three guys in specific i want to ask you about but let give me one guy before we mention though i mentioned those guys give me one guy that you're looking at hey this guy's got a great matchup i want to spend the money on him and then give me a guy who you know maybe is, is undervalued a little bit he's price his price points a little down but i think you'll still get a good value out of him so the one through a couple of shows throughout the week, not a lot of people have put a lot of attention on Matt Forte. Now, it's difficult because a lot of people are looking at the Jets from a defensive perspective in this matchup because they are going up against the Dolphins. Now, on that aspect, I talked about Jay way too much this morning, and it stressed me out because I work with a lot of people who are Miami fans, and it just was beyond stressful 
So if you're looking at the Miami or the, the Jets defense, I mean, everybody throws against the Jets. So that's, that's something you have to think about. But I really like Matt Forte in this matchup. Um, he, of course, is coming off a really strong performance um, last week. So, of course, he's going to be raised in, pr- in price. So he was mentioned just a little <laughs> bit. And, and, and when it comes to the Jets, people are so obsessed with, bashing on Fitzpatrick it's it's pretty upsetting but when it comes to Matt Forte what do you have to do you're just going to pass the ball up to him and it's, and it's good and, and even in Unwa I like that scenario too as far as um, the Jets are concerned and it's the Miami Dolphins like people I think people are going to think this is way too much of a chalky play but I really also it's another intriguing scenario where people might put too much spotlight on it where they're going to stay away from it so it may even out as far as an ownership percentage goes so I definitely like Matt Forte I mean obviously the matchup the opponent rating is through the roof I get a little bit nervous from a season-long perspective um, but from a DFS play like his bargain rating is there his projected ceiling is there the long-term value eh, it's it's good I think the rating for him is a little bit too I guess to give him the benefit of the doubt kind of scenario, not very consistent, which makes me nervous. But in this particular scenario, he wasn't mentioned a lot through a lot of the shows I was watching, a lot of the the stuff I read. So I don't know if that's going to make him more chalky or more of a one-off kind of scenario. So I really like Matt Forte in, in, in this matchup against the Dolphins. That's interesting because he's one of my guys on my start in seven this week that I had had spotlighted and I was going to ask you about him uh, that, that I, I was kind of looking at sitting and I was a little skeptical because, you know, the center Nick Mangle is not going to be there. Tackle Ryan Clady is going to be out. Uh, the Miami defense, defensive line has been good. They've only allowed 3.9 yards per carry, only one touchdown to the running back over the last three weeks. And I read his stat. It was very interesting. When Matt Forte gets 27-plus touches – in a game, he's great. It's like 140 yards and a touchdown. And when he doesn't hit that number, it's like 40 yards, no touchdowns. He's not very good. So I was a little worried about him getting that volume against a good defensive line. I know uh, the secondary isn't great for the Dolphins, and everybody likes to hate on Fitzpatrick. But uh, that's interesting that, that you think he's good good play this week. Uh, I was going to ask you about him, and also I wanted to, to touch on J.J., who you kind of mentioned there. I think he's going to have a tough matchup, but just because, like you mentioned, that you throw on the Jets. That's how you beat them. So I'm not a big fan of J.J. this week. Another guy that I want to ask you about is Todd Gurley. How do you think his matchup is at home against Carolina this week? I'm so sick of talking about Todd Gurley. It is the same thing (laughs) every single week. And don't get me wrong. I think it's always like we're waiting for it to happen, waiting for it to happen. So when it comes to Gurley, the last couple weeks, it's like, no, we are over it. And, and I was, you know, when it comes to Todd Gurley from a season long perspective, I respected it because his, his scheduling was a little bit off and I felt like he could have really taken advantage of it. But in this week, I actually really, really like it because he did drop in salary price. So you can take advantage of that. Um, So like I mentioned, that's always great. So it's consistency. If you're going to go from like, I guess a, a grading point average. He's like a C plus consistent type of guy. However, his long-term value is certainly there, but he's going up against the Carolina Panthers, which is a huge wild scenario, wild card for me because they don't have that type of defense that we were used to last year. But I feel like the cloud's still there. It's like, yeah, but they did go to the Super Bowl last year and they did have a solid defense. It's like, yeah, but some people are still kind of living in the past with that scenario. So it, in this particular matchup, I don't hate it. Um, $7,600 on FanDuel, which is actually a really good price for him. Um, and I think going up against the Panthers, people are still going to be paying attention to that defense scenario. So I don't think people are going to be – it's not going to be a highly owned thing because the secret is out that he kind of sucks. So it's kind of like people are like, <laughs> all right, we're kind of over it now. Let's, so I could see you going in on him. If you look at it from like a, a perspective of how – he's doing this week there's a lot of green there which I really appreciate so yeah I actually I don't hate that pick um this time around um definitely he's a one-off for me I don't think he can really do much else with those LA with the Rams um it is at home which is always a, a benefit but going up against the Panthers would make you nervous but yeah if you were to sell that to me I could probably say yeah definitely give the go-ahead for Todd Gurley this week don't get crazy like you said you can't get cute playing DFS don't get cute like just don't mm-hmm. do it so when it comes to this scenario, I would give the go-ahead for sure. Cuteness is good for the bars, the you know real-life scenarios, but fantasy football kind of keep it out of out of that talk realm the, of things. Yes. Always talk to the cute girl because she probably doesn't get a lot of attention. But don't talk, don't do the cuteness when it comes to DFS. Don't do it. <laughs>
Oh, I love it. All right, uh, give me a uh, – before we touch on the wide receivers, give me a quick guy who's maybe – his his price point is down a little bit, and uh, you know maybe you spent your money elsewhere on the wide receivers or uh, the pretty boy quarterbacks, and you, you need a guy to slot into your second running back position uh, that you don't want to spend a lot of money on. Who's somebody that might give you a little bit higher value than their price? I mean, I think I love Theo Riddick, this, this matchup. Like I mentioned earlier, the Vikings D, they do struggle with – well, I mean, I actually didn't mention this, but the Vikings defense, they struggle with running backs. So when it comes to this scenario, if you want a one-off, um, a Riddick scenario, or if you want to do something crazy and do a stack option with Stafford, I, you can't, I can't really talk you out of it. Um, stay away from Stafford as far as the tournament play. I could see Riddick being a guy that could help you with a million maker scenario. Um, but I don't think he's going to be a chalk play. So it, it, that's something that I definitely like. I really see Riddick um, coming through $6,600 on Vandal, you guys. That's like a steal. And like I mentioned, going up against the, den- the, the Minnesota Vikings defense or people are going to be staying away from that. If you look at the numbers, the Vikings can't hang when it comes to going up against those running backs. So he's definitely my number one, um, I guess, somewhat sleeper pick. As far I hate using the term sleeper pick, but that's what all the cool kids say. So how about, Riddick is definitely. How about value pick? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm talking I, about instead of calling him a sleeper, I'm saying you could call him a value. Oh, pick. okay. I like that. I like that. Kind of makes me think of like Burger go. King or McDonald's a little bit, but I don't hate that. Yeah. He's on the value menu, basically. I, yeah, he's totally on the value menu. I love that. I love that. I like. Let's. We're gonna use that from now. He's on the value menu. We'll go with that. There you uh, go. Hey, as long as you give me credit every time you use it, I'm okay with it. Every single time, I'll say that you came up with it. I'll be like, I'll you know, copyright. It's all you. Yeah. There you go. All right, we're talking with Jessica Kleinschmidt here on the Word with G. She's a fan advice, and we're talking daily fantasy, a little season-long fantasy as well. We we mix that in there, and if you have any questions, you want to jump on the program, again, you can give us a call, 516-387-1417. I promise I don't bite, and I, I don't think Jessica bites. I've never met her, but uh, she seems nice enough. So, uh, I'm very nice. <laughs> well, I mean, she, she's been compared to Topanga. I mean, if you haven't seen her um, – you know, the Topanga is, is one of my all-time favorites, so it's definitely not a bad thing. <laughs> no, and it's funny, her first name, her first name is Danielle in real life, and my middle name yes. is Danielle. Weird. Wow, look at those comparisons. I know, we're practically twins. It's crazy, yeah. Practically the same person. All right, let's mm-hmm. get into the uh, the wide receivers. Uh, give me uh, give me some good some guys you like here. I know you, uh, you like Antonio Brown. We had mentioned that. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm assuming that you like Jordy Nelson here. And, um, you know, just – well, actually, let's start with this because I think Randall Cobb's probably not going to play this week. Uh, talk a little bit about the wide receiving core situation for the Packers. And, you know, because they've got a lot of options there. Even without Randall Cobb, you've got Jordy Nelson. You've got um, – Devontae Adams, who is kind of coming into his own this year, finally, after a very down year last year. Ty Montgomery, who is the uh, – he's basically the Swiss Army knife there in that Packer offense mm-hmm. now where he's the running back. You know, he's he's lined up in the backfield. He'll catch passes out of the backfield. He'll line up in the slot. He does a lot of different things. Jeff Janis is there. They really haven't utilized the tight ends at all this year. But um, just a little bit about their wide receiving core. What kind of value you see from those guys today? Well, I mean, of course I like Adams, but I feel like there's going to be – we, we talked quite a bit about Jordy Nelson, and he's another intriguing play because of the fact that, you know, Cobb is out. And I feel like, you know, when, when Nelson came back, he was playing like he never had any sort of knee injury, and I really respected that. He's just a, a workhorse. I adore the guy. So when it comes to this matchup, he's going to be intriguing because of the fact that people are actually going to be staying away from him. And he, his price didn't really drop in, like, a huge scenario. Um, but believe it or not, his opponent rating when it goes up to the Colts is very, very low. And that's because the Colts are the Colts, I suppose. But, you know, his um, his projected ceiling is certainly there. The plus or minus is certainly there. I really like Jordy Nelson in this scenario. I mean, he's $8,200 on FanDuel. So he's going to be more expensive than Adams. But when it comes to Rodgers, I mean – I mean, on the flip side, Andrew Luck likes to throw right side um, long. That's when he scores the best, when he plays the best. I'm not 100% sure on um, and, or Aaron Rodgers' scenarios, but when it comes to this, this time around, I just think he's going to spread the love everywhere. I think everybody's going to get touches. So if you're looking for a lot of volume when it comes to Nelson, don't 
don't expect too much. I think he's just going to be giving the ball to literally everyone on his offense this time around um, because the I feel like the Colts are going to be a little bit off this time around. So when it comes to, you know, even Montgomery makes me nervous, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. He – he's probably going to be the primary ball carrier, which I mean, I don't really get, um, but that's okay. It's I, I don't hold the clipboard. It is what it is. Um, but when it comes to the scenario, I just, like I said, I think, I think Rogers is going to give the ball to literally everyone. So I don't see a volume type of scenario in this situation, but if you want to have Nelson in a few of your lineups, you're a multi-lineup kind of guy, multi-lineup type of girl. I really think that that could be a good option for you. Same with Adams. Like I mentioned, if you're a multi-lineup person, put every single one of these offensive guys from the Packers in your lineups because I just think they're all going to get touches. Yeah, that's interesting. And we'll, we'll touch on our lineups. Uh, you know, are also all optim- I did one lineup today, and uh, we'll have you touch on one of your lineups. Uh, I'm sure you, you do, do you like to do multiple throughout the day, or do you like to do, uh, do one and just let it be? So here's the thing. I live in Nevada, so I can't play daily fantasy sports. Ah, okay. That that makes sense. Right? All right. So you actually can't okay. give so us a lineup. I mean, you could kind of build us a lineup, I can, but I can you can't actually play. Lineup. I can't actually play. No, because when I, I worked for I worked for Fandle for a year and a half, so I couldn't play with yeah. that. But then once I was no longer with Fandle, it was like, okay, well, I live in Nevada. Like, what is the point? But the beauty of that is I never – stress over giving advice because I don't have any money involved. Like, I'm not going to be yeah. at you. You know, it's not like I'm going to be like, well, I'm not going to tell you about this because, like, I have no money online. And I was raised in Nevada. I don't really like any sports betting anyway. So it's not really a, a scenario for me. But it's just – it is what it is. But I love giving the advice because people know, like, I don't have any money online. So I'm not going to lie to you about it. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. All right. So um, – You're learning yeah, so much about, about me it. today. I really am. This is great. This is like a learning process and, uh, and, uh, getting to know you, although we, you know, we've never met, but we've, uh, we've talked to before and, and uh, today right. first time on, on, on the phone. So it's, it's good. And you, yeah, you dropped a lot of knowledge bombs and uh, hopefully helping a lot of people out. Who knows how many people are listening, but you're helping me out at least. I'm getting some good tidbits here. Um, good, you know, we good. just talked about the, the wide receiving core for the Packers. Is there anybody else in the wide receiver pool that you're, hey, you're targeting and, hey, you need to have this guy, you should have this guy in your lineup today? I mean, there, I mean, when it comes to, you know, the overall slate today, I just, I want to, I want to stress to people that believe it or not, um, the, the tight ends and the quarterbacks, it's not a scenario where I'm thinking a lot of people are going to be, you know, like I, I'm always about tight ends. And this week, it's just not a scenario where I feel like that's going to happen quite a bit. So I want people to keep that in the back of their mind because it is something that um, I usually always pitch a tight end. But unless you have a Greg Olson scenario, it's just not going to happen. But a wide receiver that I'm really excited today. And like I mentioned, stay away from Steve Smith unless, like, you want to do, like, a fun little cash game play for a multi-lineup kind of deal, but I don't see that happening. But I do like Mike Wallace this week. And I'm going to go back to the the fact that it is that storyline is there. But there's also another storyline, the fact this is Mike Wallace's former team that he's going up against. So it's definitely an extra heated rivalry for you. So I think he's just going to play super, super hard. And at $6,600 on Fandle, it's pretty much a steal for me. And I, I think a lot of people are going to be concentrating on the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is back today. So I think that people are going to be kind of a little bit too into going all in on, on Ben Roethlisberger. So and on the flip side, don't get me wrong, people do know that Baltimore at home is phenomenal. That crowd gets behind you, M&T, and it's just wonderful. So he's a very cheap option for me. And if you look at his numbers, the only thing that's bad is the fact that he was raised in price. So last week he was actually cheaper, but he had a really good performance. So I really like him in this scenario. Um, definitely not a long-term value play for me, um, but the opponent rating, really, they gave him like a C-plus opponent rating, which was pretty – or a C-minus uh, opponent rating, which is still in the green, but I could definitely see him um, getting the, play, the the ball a lot. And Flacco is, is branching out from his bromance with Pitta, which I really appreciate. It took a, a while for that to happen, but he's, he's actually been throwing the ball to, to West, to Wallace, to, to Aiken, and um, I think he's – for sure going to throw the ball to Smith, but I don't think it's going to be a scenario where it's Smith's going to be overwhelmed with volume. I, I think that it's that Flacco is definitely branching out a little bit more. Same with Jameis Winston. He's finally like giving the ball to more than just Mike Evans. I don't suggest it because, you know, 
last week Evans had a good game, but it's it's kind of that scenario. So definitely keep your your eye on Mike Wallace for sure. He's definitely a value menu play for me this week. Gotcha. Nice. I like that. Yeah. And, and that, that redemption factor is, is something that, you know, you always kind of, you like to kind of consider. And a lot of people don't really think about it. And it's like, you know, he's, he's coming back to play his former team. He wants to play well. You know, Flacco has a big arm. He could definitely take advantage of that, that Pittsburgh secondary, especially on a deep ball. We know like Mike Wallace likes to get behind the defense and, and do his thing down there. So I like that play, Jessica. I like that a lot. I like the uh, the Mike Wallace. And you mentioned you're a big tight end girl. So let's, uh, let's mosey on over to the tight end section here. Here. And um, you, you mentioned Greg Olson, solid, solid play today. Um, who, who else do you like? What else do you like? Because I know we it's, it's kind of a shallow pool that we're kind of working with today in the tight end pool, as it usually is the tight end pool is not very deep. You either have one of those top tight, tight ends or you're kind of right. streaming guys in and out. Who, uh, who catches your eye today here in the tight end pool? I mean, you. I mean, it's it's difficult for me. Like like the second baseman of MLB this past season, they were just raking the ball, and I feel like the tight end positions your first few weeks of play were the same scenario. They were just doing amazing as far as points go. But this week, it's just awful. There, there, you're literally a Greg Olson or you're a nobody. Um, but when it comes to an easy play to call would be Kyle Rudolph, obviously going up against the the Detroit Lions secondary. That's an easy easy play to call. And at five thousand dollars on um, on Fanduel, it's it's a really good price. Um, I think he's going to be getting the ball quite a bit from from this this whole entire matchup. And um, even you know, I think obviously Asiata is going to be getting the ball, but I just feel like there's going to be so much utilization there. Um, so that's a very cheap option for me um, as far as that tight end position goes. And Doyle, he hasn't been getting a lot of, play, of of mentions, but the only thing that I get nervous about him is that opponent rating. He's going up against the Packers, um, but we didn't really touch on the, the Colts that much. People are so high up on uh, T.Y. Hilton, I'm kind of annoyed by it. Um, so if you want to do do a really really another cheap option, I definitely like Doyle. He's only at 5,300 on on Fanduel. I don't think he's going to be highly owned whatsoever. Um, so he's definitely um, another option for me. But beyond that, like, it's just – it's so bad this week. It's really hard for me to go all in. You could say Pitta, but I don't think he's going to be getting the ball that much, like I mentioned, with with Steve Smith coming back. So it's just beyond that. And, of course, Witten, I have to mention Witten. He's only 5200 and And if you look at the price, the reason why all these guys are cheap is because there's just not a lot to choose from. And then you have Greg Olson, who's probably a million dollars across the industry. So that just depends on how much money you want to spend on that. But tight end is just really depressing this week. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a sad state of affairs for the tight ends. Uh, one guy that I I kind of mentioned this week on my on my show, I was uh, I was looking at Gary Barnage. I think uh, he's got a pretty decent matchup. I, I don't mind him. There was a couple of stats that I had here that I liked about Gary Barnage because you know he's got a, a pretty good matchup against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys they're giving up top ten at most fantasy points to tight ends. You know, obviously that's fantasy. That's the season long. Feel about Gary Barnes in this matchup against the Cowboys. I, you know, I, I kind of like everybody who ever goes up against the Cowboys, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of um, of attention on the Cowboys scenario. So if you want to go on the flip side, I don't, I don't hate that as well. Of course, people are so obsessed with with Pryor and Crowell, but when it comes to Barnage, this, the opponent rating really makes me nervous. It's super low, but that could be another intriguing option because people are going to be so against it. But take advantage of that salary change. He dropped him for eleven hundred dollars on Fanduel. So if you want to go for it with a cheaper option, I really suggest doing it and the the plus or minus is certainly there so I could he's a very intriguing play for me going up against the Cowboys like I mentioned this matchup is kind of like I call it one of the drunk matchups like no matter how much beer you drink it's still going to be a pretty ugly game um so it really depends on how you're looking at it as, as that aspect but yeah Barnage is always in in talks but he's not really a, a top five tight end for me that I, I rarely honestly ever talk about him so it's just difficult for me because when it comes to the Browns I, I just feel like they're gonna be throwing the ball so much like he doesn't really get much play but he take advantage of that salary change in like a cash game GPP play for sure the drunk matchup, I like that. That's uh, that's very creative. I got the <laughs> value meal, you got the drunk matchup. One. There's always mm-hmm. one. I call it the drunk game. Like, no matter how much beer you drink, it's going to be an ugly game. So it doesn't matter. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel you. That's, that's a great <laughs> analogy. 
Jessica, Jessica Kleinschmidt with us here on the Word with Judy. She's a fan vice, and she's giving us some great fantasy football advice daily fantasy-wise and uh, breaking it all down. We've got two more positions to tackle before we get into creating a lineup here. Um, how, how do you go about tackling the kicker position? You know, uh, it's such a, it's such a weird <laughs> I position I to really kind don't. of <laughs> – it's it's it, yeah it's so weird like I don't, I don't even know how to give advice on something. The only thing I, I usually look at kicker wise is who's playing indoors, you know, because there's no element to anything. It's just yeah. kind of it's easy kicking wise. Do you have anything that you could give anybody advice wise on kickers, or are you just kind of a crapshoot, uh, just kind of throw ambition to the wind? Oh, I'm Justin Tucker till I die. Like seriously, there you and go. Kind of, I mean, it's easy. It's easy. I mean, first of all, the I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Where I'm a fan of a of the kicker who's the best in the world, so it's perfect. And even on a bye week, I'm like, just go with who you feel. It's the kicker position, you guys. Like, don't yeah. overthink it. You know, obviously, there's Janikowski who can never really go do wrong. Benatari. I mean, it's it's it is what it is. It's, it's difficult, but. We never talk about it. It's just kind of like, just go for it. And you know who the top five are. Just go with the top five. You can never really go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's go right over to defenses now. And um, what, do, what do you like in defensive-wise here? I know, obviously, your tactic is always to try to kind of get a value play. You don't want to take the the team that's, you know, everybody's going to kind of be on or that novice daily fantasy player says, oh, like, this is just an easy, good matchup. I'm just going to, you know, throw, throw them right in there. It's always looking for that value in that, that play that maybe somebody, the regular fantasy football, daily fantasy player, isn't kind of realize the value there. Yeah, I mean, the chalky plays are going to be pretty obvious with, like, Vikings and Broncos and even the Panthers. Um, so those are the ones that I, I suggest staying away from. But pay attention to those drunk games. Pay attention to the Dallas Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. I don't I don't hate the, the Dallas defense when it comes to this matchup because if you look at that matchup, stay away from the New Orleans Saints defense because they're just ridiculously just bad. Um, I could see, you know, obviously, like I mentioned um the Steelers and the and the Ravens is a huge risky situation for me no matter what. Um, I like both defenses, but if you want to to pick one or the other, I believe it or not, people have been saying that the Baltimore Ravens defense could be a stellar performance this time around, but it's always a high scoring game when these two teams go up against each other. So that's definitely something that people just know. Um, but beyond that, it's, it's, it's the whole defense scenario this week is, is pretty rough too. And like I mentioned, a lot of people are going to be up against um, as far as the Vikings D. But another question mark for me is if you're going to do the Colts versus the Packers, I feel like the Packers defense is definitely a stellar option, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the Colts have a pretty stellar defense as well. So there's a lot more negative aspects to these defensive matchups this, in these NFL slates and there are positive. So definitely just, do your research and, and see the matchup scenario um, and just, you know, do your homework and, and you should be okay. But it's just kind of a dumpster fire when it comes to defenses this week. Gotcha. There's uh, about 20, a little less than 20 minutes. So kickoff here, uh, here on Sunday, week number nine, Jessica, give me your, create us a lineup and, and give, give me a reason why you're going to go with each of these players at each position and uh, just kind of create a lineup for the people. And so they can kind of get that optimization lineup wise from you, the expert. Okay. So, I mean, I, I don't like to spend a lot of money on my quarterback. So I actually, and, and I really, I'm going to do like a random, like if I did a multi lineup kind of scenario and I would definitely have Colin Kaepernick as my quarterback. I definitely want to see what he does in that matchup, but going up against that awful defense. I like him. I really do like um, Theo Riddick as well. I think he's going to be a one-off scenario. So I like him. And then I need a wide receiver. I'm, I'm literally doing this off the top of my head. So just work with me. That's um, fine. You need two running backs, <laughs> two, two, give me two running backs. Two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. Good lord. Okay. So um, your I, I, I won't I won't hold you to salaries here. Okay. Oh perfect, perfect. Um another yes. running back for me, gosh. Um Literally can, Hold on, you know what? Why why don't why don't you kind of think about it? I'll go through my lineup and I'll give my reasons okay. why I, I chose mine and then that way you can kind of give your give a little thought to who maybe you wanna wanna throw in there since I kinda of threw this at you at the last minute. 
All right, so I went with, obviously, we talked a lot about him. He's my boy. He's my favorite, Mr. Championship, Aaron Rodgers. I took him. Uh, I, I paid up. I, I spent the money on Aaron Rodgers. I love the matchup against the banged-up secondary at home, and we know Aaron Rodgers, the home and away splits are are pretty significant for you know what has been called one of the best and most productive quarterbacks in the National Football League and, and maybe in the history of the NFL as well. Uh, so I've got Aaron Rodgers there as my, my guy, my quarterback, my running back. We know Spencer Ware is going to be out. He was carrying the load in Kansas City. I went with Chark Kendrick West because you know, when he's got an opportunity to play last year, and I said this stat on, on the show that I was on earlier, that when he's got an opportunity to play and he's touched the ball 20-plus times in a game, Every single time last year, that equated to 120-plus yards and a touchdown. So I'm going to stick with those metrics, and they're going up against a flimsy Jacksonville defense. So I love that matchup, especially at home. Uh, I, I think you can't go wrong with Charkandrick West, and he's not you know, he's not that expensive, obviously, $5,600. Uh, I was actually high on Ty Montgomery this week. I, I know you were kind of skeptical about him, but I, I think he's going to – you know, obviously they, they – they trade for Niall Davis. They release him. They've got Don Jackson there as their other running back, a young kid, so they're not going to give him the workload. It's going to be Ty Montgomery in the backfield. Now, how much time? How many times they run it? I'm only anticipating with with Montgomery probably eight to ten, eight to twelve, something along those lines, depending upon how the game flow goes. Uh, but like I said, going up against Indy's defense, they can get him in good matchups out of the backfield if they want to throw him the football, if they want to hand it off. You know, they'll they'll mix in mm-hmm. Don Jackson, I'm sure, and um, so that'll be interesting. But I like I like Ty Montgomery. I also have Jarvis Landry in there. You know, he hasn't had a very good game in a little while, but he absolutely torched the Jets last year. So I like him a lot this week. And um, and like we said, that's one way you beat the Jets. You throw against them. Um, you know, you stop the run and you make them throw the football. So I think Jarvis Landry is going to get some looks. I like Kelvin Benjamin this week against a flimsy uh-huh. uh, Rams defense. He'll be going up probably most of the time against EJ Gaines, who's only 5'10", and Kelvin Benjamin, 6'5". That's a great matchup there. Jordy Nelson, we already talked about that. I kind of stacked the Packers up in this matchup. That's the kind of trend that I'm going with in this lineup. And then we mentioned a good value play at tight end. I'm high on Gary Barnage, where the Cowboys are allowing top 10 fantasy points tight ends this week. And then I went with your boy, Justin uh, Justin Tucker, at kicker. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, you can't, you can't go wrong Obviously. with him. And yeah. then I, I went high on uh, my defense with the Vikings. Uh, I think they have a pretty decent matchup against the uh, – uh, the Lions at home, they haven't played well in the last couple of games, so I'm hoping that you know Mike Zimmer kind of lit a fire under their butts where, hey, let's go get after it today at home. Nice. So did you, uh, did you come up with some? Thank I you. Did. Thank you. I that did. was uh, that that was that, that that was my one lineup I've got going here in the tournament play. A two dollar entry fee for prizes, you know, fifty thousand dollars. So hopefully we get somewhere in the money. I haven't uh I've only I've been sporadic with my, my DFS play this this year and I'm yet to, to to money, make the money. So hopefully we can uh with your knowledge and your grace here of this lineup, hopefully that'll uh, be the good luck charm today. I don't know. It's a lot of pressure on me. Um but as far as <laughs> just what I this is what I need. Um, so let me mm-hmm. see. So this is this is kind of what I came up with. And like you mentioned, there is like no pretend for a second. No money is involved. That's what we're gonna yes. we're gonna do here. So um, my quarterback, I'm still gonna kick, uh, stick with Colin Kaepernick, and and not just because I did put the money aspect into that, because I'm always gonna go all in on my wide receivers and my running backs. And in this scenario this week, there's no question about it because. The, the tight ends are going to be cheaper besides like a Greg Olson scenario. And of course the, um, the quarterbacks are just not that great too. So I definitely like uh, Kaepernick going up against that, um, that Saints defense, but Saints defense is just awful. And it's home for him. I just think that he's going to really prove himself enough times gone by, like I mentioned where he's finally a quarterback, not just a storyline of him kneeling during the star single banner. Like we're over that aspect, but let him play. Um, a little pe- people are going to be nervous about Hyde being out, but I just really think he's going to perform because um, I think people, too many people are going to be staying away from him in that aspect. So um, he's going to be low owned. Um, we talk about JHI quite a bit, and the reason why I'm bringing him up is because of the fact of, of who he's going up against, and I really think that's going to be a, a good scenario for him at $7,100 on Fanduel. The, the the matchup is just so good. The the rating is just there. Um, the projected. Um, ceiling is there for me as far as um a jai goes and i a lot of people don't like Tannehill, and that's okay but it's definitely a one-off option for me as far as a jai goes maybe you want to go landry route i wouldn't hate that as well if you want to do a stack option there 
Um, I love theoretic. Absolutely love theoretic. I know a lot of people are going to be in on the on the Vikings, but like I mentioned, the Vikings defense really struggles against running backs, and I think that some people are going to be avoiding this the the Detroit Lions altogether. That secondary, that it's just it, it's an easy play to call. He's super cheap on Fanduel, super cheap across the industry. I really think he's going to do just just really well. Um, as wide receivers go, we didn't talk about Odell Beckham Jr., and I feel like that could be just because he's an easy play to call, and you always have to kind of consider him in your lineup so definitely like him if you can afford it um and I definitely like Jordy Nelson I like I mentioned I'm a little nervous because I think the ball is going to be spread around quite a bit but I feel like Nelson's coming back um doing what he needs to do now that Cobb's out I I think it's going to be a intriguing play because so many people are going to think that's not going to happen I think he's going to get enough volume to where he could make a a good scenario for for you not necessarily a tournament option play for me but definitely out there um we both agree as far as Tucker goes as far as a kicker it's really hard for me to say no to that um, and then uh, I like the Broncos defense in, in this matchup against those Raiders. Um, even though it is an away game, I just don't think it's going to be any scenario. I love Carr, don't get me wrong, um, but he's been humbled, and I feel like the humbling is going to continue for him. So I see like that aspect happening. And then my tight end this week um, is it the cheaper option of, of Rudolph um, in that matchup. So I think I did all that I needed to do. So that's, that's, that's my little lineup there. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I like it. Thank you for coming up with that on the seat of your pants. And thanks for taking cool. almost an hour here, hour here with me. This is, this has been great. And um, Jessica, thank you so much for, for coming on and just, just let the people know where they can, uh, they can find you and, uh, and, and what you're doing, you know, kind of throw a little promotion towards your stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm, like like Greg mentioned, I'm with um, FanVice as far as my fantasy stuff goes. I'm actually more of a baseball fantasy writer, baseball news kind of girl, but um, fantasy football is where I got my start. So, of course, I do a lot of stuff with that. I'm doing more shows than I am writing as far as the fantasy aspect on FanVice. Um, but you can find all of my work on Twitter, and my handle is at KleinschmidtJD. Um, and I have, you know, a Facebook, too. You can look me up that way. Always available for fantasy advice. But like I mentioned, I'm mainly baseball and football, so don't come at me all hot with your NBA takes because I, I have no idea anything about basketball. Like, I'm like, Space Jam is cool. That's a damn good movie. But beyond that, I don't, I don't do that. I really don't. And I should, and I should get more into hockey. And it's just, it's not my to-do list, people. But I'm only one woman. I can only handle so much. So I'm all over the place. And obviously, all of my articles are out there. But like I mentioned, I really like when people reach out and ask me for fantasy advice. Um, and check out Fanvice University next week in Chicago if you happen to be there. Um, I'll be there. We're going to be doing live shows from um, the downtown Marriott in Chicago, where you can meet all of us. We have a meet and greet. You know, can you meet like the Fanvice celebrities and myself. I'm obviously not famous by any means but I work with some amazing people in the industry who are just so knowledgeable and just know everything and just they win so much money because they're so good at what they do and they drag me along to help them out and and give advice as well so we will all be there and obviously if you want to reach out and ask for fantasy help I'm always available Wow, that sounds like you got a lot of good stuff going on, and um, I, I would beg to differ the the, the famousness and the celebrityness. I, I think you know when you you were basically uh, Topanga's stunt double, you you were probably pretty famous. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, no, it's funny. She was actually promoting her Girl Meets World last year, and she was um, yeah. at an LA Dodgers game, and people thought it was me. Like my friends from Bleacher Report were like you didn't come say hi to me. I thought it was really rude. And I was like, I'm, what are you talking about? And it was actually the real Topanga who was throwing out the first pitch and he thought it was me. And so it's definitely a compliment. Like I know she's everybody's crush growing up and she's gorgeous. So I definitely consider that a compliment, but yeah, I could, I'm really, I really want to meet her one day and take a picture with her and my life will be complete. That would be outstanding. And I would love to see that picture. If that ever happens, uh, <laughs> definitely send it over my way because that would be really cool. Done. You got it. All right. Nice. Jessica, thank you so much. Enjoy the games. Um, you know, go make some breakfast, get some coffee, whatever you need to do. Get yourself ready for these games. Uh, you know, it's, it's lunchtime for me here, but, you know, still breakfast time considered for you. Have a great day, and thank you uh, so much for jumping on here. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon.